0: Welcome back to the newest episode of the Thinking Jew podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Jewish philosophy, always uncovering new depths we did not realize existed beforehand. I'm your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel, coming to you from Richardson, Texas. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, feel free to reach out to me at thethinkingjewpodcast at gmail.com. I want to present today a deeper perspective on the Passover Seder, the real purpose of it, and what we're supposed to be experiencing during it. So I think the place to start is if we look at Maimonides, who is one of the earliest commentaries on the Talmud that codified it into Jewish law. And the way he describes the requirement of having a Pesach Seder is very interesting. And as always, if you want to see these sources inside, they're always linked in the episode details. So Maimonides says as follows, It is a positive biblical commandment to tell the miracles and wonders that were done to our forefathers in Egypt on the 15th of Nisan. I think one interesting thing to note is that he doesn't even mention the actual exodus in this at all. The fact that we were taken out of bondage, out of slavery in Egypt. He just instructs us to talk about the miracles that were done. A second question, and this is asked by the Sfas Emes, who was a great Hasidic leader of the Ger community, passed away in the early 1900s, and he asks on Maimonides that if it's true that the main element of the Pesach Seder is telling over the miracles God performed, then why would the rabbis name it a Seder? The word seder in Hebrew means order. And the very definition of a miracle is something that breaks natural order. It's a godly intervention overriding natural order. So if Maimonides is correct that the goal is to discuss miracles, why call it a seder? So there's something that the Maharal writes. The Maharal was an earlier philosopher than the Tzfas but I think we can use something that he writes to explain this concept and bring out really a beautiful idea in the seder. In his introduction to his book on Passover, he gives a few suggestions why we call the ritual of Pesach night a Seder. And in his second answer, he says as follows, we label the activities of the first night of Passover as a Seder to demonstrate that Hashem runs the world, that God runs the world, nifla, in a wondrous order. He then continues to say that just like our physical world has a natural order to it, Miracles also have an order to them. And it's this order, the wondrous order of miracles that we're really celebrating on Passover night. So we see that there's a concept that we're not just commemorating our freedom from physical bondage on Egypt. There's some bigger idea going on of what we're really celebrating on the night of Passover. This connection to this order of miracles. So what exactly is this? What does it mean that miracles have an order? And what does it mean that we're celebrating that? I think the added element that we're missing to help us understand this better is that beyond the freedom and exodus, what really happened on the night of Pesach was the birth of the Jewish nation. The Midrash compares the years of slavery in Egypt to the period of pregnancy and our exodus as the birth of the Jewish nation. We entered Egypt as a family, the family of Jacob. But when we left Egypt, we weren't a family anymore. We left as a nation, the nation of Israel. And during those difficult years of slavery, we went through a deep spiritual gestation period, preparing ourselves to become the nation of God, the nation who will bring out the will and express godliness to the whole world. And this is an extremely important and central theme in really understanding the Haggadah and tapping into the spiritual energy and message of Pesach. Let's take this and go a little bit deeper with this. We know from the Torah there was only one moment of true creation. One time in history of creation, ex nihilo, where God created something from nothing and that was in the way, way, way beginning of creation. And from that reality that God created, from that something, God developed, fashioned, and formed the entire world we live in. And like we've discussed in previous episodes, part of that creation itself was the creation of time. It's hard for us to imagine what existence would even look like without time, but we know, even scientifically, that time is connected to the physical world. And therefore, since God created the physical world and obviously exists outside of it, because it's his creation, so too God created time and it exists outside of that as well. The Jewish nation, starting with Abraham, then Isaac, Jacob, the 12 tribes, and eventually the nation of israel was the nation that accepted to bring out god's will and to fulfill god's mission in this world the exodus from egypt was the moment in time when this came to fruition we became deeply and eternally tied to god as a partner in his mission we were no longer like all the other nations we were elevated to a higher world Rev hutner the great Jewish philosopher of the previous generation, explains this is why the Jewish nation has survived while all other empires have eventually fallen. The Byzantines, the Romans, the Greeks, all other nations in history have come and passed, but the Jewish nation miraculously continues. Why? Rav Hudner explains a beautiful concept that everything, all the other nations, everything in the world exists purely in the natural, physical world, and everything physical eventually fades. Nothing physical lasts forever. But Hutner explains that when the Jewish nation entered into this relationship with God, when they became deeply intertwined with the divine, they elevated themselves outside of the physical world. And they were no longer bound by the physical restrictions, and therefore they can continue beyond the normal lifespan of any other nation. And this is really, on a deeper perspective, what the Torah means when it says in Exodus chapter 12, verse 39, that they left Egypt hurried in a rushed manner leaving no time for the matzahs to rise. The Kabbalists explain that what this really means is they left in a reality not bound by time. They connected to God so deeply that they were existing in a plane totally outside the physical world. Bread can only rise when left to rise over time. But the Jews, when they left Egypt, existed in a world outside of time. There was no reality of time. So naturally, there was no way for the matzahs to rise. And that's really the deeper meaning of of what we're celebrating when we eat our matzah. So we started with the question. Maimonides writes that the mitzvah of the Seder is to tell the miracles of God that he did for our ancestors. And the Tsefas asked the question, why call that a Seder? Where is the order in that? Seder means order. This seems to be the antithesis of order. And we mentioned that the morale taught us that we're celebrating that God runs the world in a miraculous order. And just like there's a natural order, there's also a miraculous order. And we're celebrating that order of miracles. So what does this mean? Let's put it all together now. It means that we're celebrating our birth as a nation, accepted and entrusted by God to bring out His greatness, to bring out His message to the world. And once we're connected to the divine, to the spiritual forces and underpinnings of our world, to God that created and brought forth our whole world, everything changes. We're no longer part of the natural, physical process that the rest of the world goes through we exist in a completely different dimension above it. There's a whole new set of rules for us to follow. And when we follow those rules, God leads us in a completely miraculous fashion. When we break those rules, when we don't follow God, God sends us tragedy and difficult times in an equally miraculous fashion. But the main point is that the rules changed, that our relationship changed. And through the Exodus process, we no longer function under the natural physical order but rather we've now entered into the elevated, miraculous order of the world. When you're sitting at your Pesach Seder, take a few moments to think about how fortunate we are to be where we are, how fortunate we are to be Jewish, how fortunate we are that we're able to bring out the will of God into the world, that we could partner with God himself in fulfilling the mission of this world. Think about the miracles that God did for our ancestors because of that relationship that we entered into, and the power He entrusted us with. Take a moment to think about that and tap into that spiritual energy and feel the true feeling of freedom and exaltation being completely unbound by everything in this physical world and being able to connect to the Divine and assist in expressing that message out to the world. I give everyone listening a blessing that we should merit true freedom, we should appreciate the role that Hashem gave us, we should live up to His expectations, May we merit celebrating Passover together next year in the rebuilt Jerusalem with the coming of Mashiach and the rebuilding of the Third Temple. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Thinking Jew podcast. As always, feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, future topic requests. You can always reach me at thethinkingjewpodcast at gmail.com.